we are still in this topic of faith and discipline, and uh, we spent the first quarter of this year talking about the disciplines of our faith, then we went into Ecclesiastes, which is really a lesson on how not to do faith. Solomon made a big mess of his life and everything else, and so, so yeah, that was, that was just a study on <laughs> catastrophe. Then... Uh, then we went into Romans for the last three months, and, and quite honestly, Romans is that sort of very detailed, very, very clear explanation of, of what God has accomplished on our behalf. And really beyond that, it's really an explanation of, of who we are. It's, a, it's an identity statement on what God has done, not just on our behalf, but in us to make us his own okay and so today we begin hebrews and uh and i I really have enjoyed getting ready for today outlining it over the last few weeks and kind of putting it together and so today really the title of today's message is just very simply uh jesus first you know everything else in your life everything else in your agenda everything else in, in what goes on Jesus comes first, all right? And so that's where we are today. And so we're in Hebrews chapter 1. Share with you verses 1 through 4. Here we go. Uh, Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors by the prophets at different times and in different ways. In these days, he has spoken to us by his son. God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. The sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, so he became superior to the angels, just as the name he inherited is more excellent than theirs. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you and we praise you again that uh, you have loved us first. And God, as we gather this morning, it's good that we are reminded <laughs> of your love first. Yes, and we sing of your love. We sing of your goodness. We sing that you are a good, good father. We sing sing all of those things of, of God, this relationship that you have given to us in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So God, help us to understand our response. How is it that we live out this faith? God, we live in a world that challenges everything we believe. We live in a world that that screams for priority over what your word says. God, we live in a world that denies your very design, your purpose, and your plan. So God, help us (laughs) to step aside from the things of the world and fix our eyes on Jesus who has authored and finished our faith. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So how do you prioritize your days? I want everybody right now to think, <clears throat> by and large, now I know some days are different than other days, but let's say, uh, let's give it a, a 75% of the time, I start my day with this. Coffee. Okay. Co- there's, you, you're not alone. Coffee. Folks are nodding. Alright. Anybody else want to throw out a uh, uh, this is how I start. <laughs> well, I, I'll get back to that, Bobby. Somebody said something back there. Work out. Let the dog out. Emails. Okay. You know what? Take the meds. 
All right, all of those are, are absolutely applicable and, and important, right? I'm going to go ahead and, and agree with my friend Bobby because we're in the same decade. <clears throat> Bathroom, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm old now. And, and when people used to tell me that, I'd go, <laughs> right. Anyway, does someone else pick your first thing? For instance, man said dog. Guess what? You get up in the morning, the dog might be the one that got you up. So your first effort of priority is, and you know why? Because you, if you ignore, you don't want to deal with the consequences. I mean, think about that a minute, okay? Uh, there, there are those who obligate your priorities, don't they? Uh, some people will say the first thing they do is to, to take care of family or to start breakfast or to, I remember my mom, when I would get up in the mornings, man, I'd get up and, and she would come into the, in, 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 into the back part of the house and knock on my door and breakfast is ready. Well, guess what her priority was? Her priority getting up in the morning was to get breakfast for the rest of the family. And I told folks, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, growing up, uh, our breakfast was the same six days a week. You know, we had two eggs, usually scrambled because I didn't like that runny yolk. We had oatmeal, not grits because that's for the north. Uh, I'm just kidding, you know, grits are the south. But anyway, we had oatmeal and it wasn't with sugar and milk, it was with salt and butter. We had bacon every morning. That's the wrong way. Then we had orange juice. But did y'all ever notice that, I mean, when I was a kid, orange juice only came in little bitty glasses. Who decided that? Who came up and said you could only have six ounces of orange juice at a time? Right? We had coffee. We had more sugar in our coffee than we did our orange juice. Along with a ton of milk to go with it. That's why I have an aversion to that now. I only drink coffee because that's the way God created it. He said hydrate it and that's enough. Right? Just saying. Does someone else obligate your agenda, your priorities, your to-do list? What, what starts your day? I mean, uh, how is it that, that there are those who can have that much impact, dog or not, cat or not, but, but, but the idea is, is that how is it that we let others determine what's most important to us? Several months ago, we were talking about this around the, around the, one of the staff tables and, and it came up that was the question well what is the first thing you do in the morning when you put your feet on the floor what's the first thing you do well I said well the first thing I do is is, is and, and, and at the time it was it was true I put my feet on the floor and go God thank you that I woke up and that you gave me another day and then I'd immediately proceed to make the coffee right I didn't turn in the Bible first I, I didn't have any elongated prayer time with God or anything Coffee was the priority. And, and, and we were asked around the table, and I believe it was Pastor John when he was with us, John McGew, he said, uh, he said, so if coffee is the most important first thing that you do, is that not you putting physical want and need before spiritual? Oh, man, I was like, shut up. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say that to him. But that—that's kind of the question, right? 
I mean, what is the first priority of our morning? What is the most important thing in our lives? Well, see, this is what Hebrews is establishing right here. The book of Hebrews, obviously written to, to the Jewish uh, 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 people who have, have trusted Jesus and, and, and become followers of the Messiah. And, and quite honestly, um, there, are, are, there are lots of ideas about who wrote the book of Hebrews. You know why there are lots of ideas about who wrote the book of Hebrews? Because nobody knows who wrote the book of Hebrews. It's not listed. It's not named. It is simply this written treatise. On, on what it means to, to be surrendered, to be subjects of the King of Kings, the Messiah, the Lord of Lords, you see? And so when we read through this, when we spend these next 12 weeks in the book of Hebrews, what we're going to find out is, is that the writer of Hebrews, now remember, the author of Hebrews is God. God authored it, somebody else Put it down for us, for the generations to come. God, by his spirits, inspired and has protected it through the centuries so that we can read it with confidence and understand that God is speaking to us through these words. And he says, long, long ago, sounds like Star Wars, but anyway, long ago, though, God spoke to our ancestors now, whoever the writer is, is talking to the, to the Hebrew people and he's writing to Jewish people about Jewish ancestry. And he says, he spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. Well, we know that the prophets, even if it, all right, so you had written prophets and the spoken prophets and those that, that, that moved in and about and through the people and Moses being that greatest of all prophets, they said. And then, and then that there would be another like unto Moses who would come, which would be the Messiah, which would be Jesus. And so through the prophets at different times and at different ways, what kind of different ways? Now, you think about Elijah on the mountaintop. He said, go ahead. You make sacrifices. Now, if y'all don't know the Mount Carmel uh, <clears throat> football game, then uh, that wasn't yesterday. This was years ago. Elijah and, and, and on the mountaintop and the prophets of Baal. And, and Elijah says, go ahead. Call your God down and burn up your offering. And, and he said, I'll just sit over here and mock you. <laughs> which is what he did. <laughs> Maybe he's not listening. Maybe you're not loud enough. And then he said, and in every context, every commentary I've ever seen says, Elijah suggested, maybe your God's gone to the restroom. That's actually part of the text. He says, all right, get out of the way. He sets up the altar for God. Sets up the sacrifice for God. He says, go ahead, pour water on it and pour water on it and fill up the trench. And then he prayed to God and he said, God. See, Elijah's a prophet. God spoke by showing up that day. You see? So in different times, in different ways, God has shown up to speak, to make himself known. And, and what I've suggested to you as we work through the Bible each year, what I've suggested is, is that the word of God is God's revelation of himself to us. If you want to get to know God better, get into the word better. See, that's where we're going today. So if you don't like it, just stick your fingers in your ears. In these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Why? Because God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. 
So, so every commentary, every outline that you see of the book of Hebrews starts out with the, the superiority of Jesus. The superiority of Jesus, that, that, that Jesus is, is the highest, the first, the, the greatest, the best. Uh, I just wrote it down, Jesus first. That's the title of today's message. Jesus first. The point is, is that Jesus is above all. There is no name on heaven, earth, under earth, under heaven, whereby we are saved. You see, this idea that, that Jesus is it. Okay? So, so when we get up in the morning and, and we begin to conduct our lives, here's what happened with the coffee statement. I said, so, isn't satisfying your physical want and need with coffee, aren't you putting that before your spiritual need for communion, feeding, talking to God, spending time with the master? And I went, so I started praying about it. I said, all right, God, what, what, what do I need to do? How do I fix this? So I'm going to ask this question because it, I mentioned it on the little checking sheet here, the little box down here. Um, so here's what I do now. Uh, somebody pointed out to me that there are actually coffee makers you can program. It's technology, uh, not mine. So I started programming my coffee maker. So guess what? I don't think about making the coffee first thing. <laughs> it's, it's the last thing I think of in the day. Because before I go to bed at night, I walk in there, and I put my coffee in the little pot, in the little thing basket, pour the water in there, hit the program button, and then I go to bed. So the last thing I think of in the day is coffee. Because guess what? It's ready when I get there. See? So, so the first thing now, and I admit, this was a, this was a shift in my paradigm, right? Every morning, somebody asked me this yesterday. I said, how, how early do you get up in the morning? I said, 4 o'clock. Every morning, my alarm goes off at 4 o'clock. Now, quite honestly, uh, I'm a programmable person, so I wake up at 3.50. Without, I wake up and I go, I could have used that 10 minutes. So I go ahead and get up, and first thing I do is sit down with my computer and the Bible program and apps that I have, and I study for the next devotional. Now, the reason I say that is, is that down here there's a little checkbox that says opt-in gathering in the Word email. Gathering in the Word is a daily devotional. I write it. Uh, I put it together about three weeks in advance. Right now I'm, I'm writing devotionals out of John chapter 10. I don't have anything to do with what we're doing on Sunday. It doesn't have anything with what we do on Wednesday night. This is just where the progression of, of, of the Bible passages that we're using this year goes. So I'm writing on, on the fact that Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. And man, this morning I sat down with that verse and I was like, Huh? Right? So the question this week is I write this week for like next two weeks or something. I don't know when it's going to go out, but here's the point. Are we hearing from Jesus? Are we putting ourselves in a place first thing in the morning to hear from God? Are we stopping? Are we are, are, are in our agenda? Uh, are we giving God the opportunity to be first? See? Folks, that's that in a world that is screaming for your attention. 
In a world where evil wants to sidetrack us. In a world that is demanding that we bend our belief to theirs. Should we not make sure we're making room first thing for what God wants to say to us? See, in this passage, what he's saying is, is that all things come through Jesus. He is the heir of all things. He made the universe. God made it through Jesus. You know, I've said this before. How did, how did the universe come to be? God spoke it into existence. He spoke the word, and the word just materialized out of nothing is what, we're, what we study and what we know. There was nothing before Jesus said, let, I mean, before God said, let there be. And then we find out through Scripture that, that Jesus is that, that word. That word that, 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 that is the action and that the Spirit hovers over the face of the deep. See? So all of this was in the very beginning. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. So, so, so all things come through Jesus. All things are in Jesus. The word became flesh. That word which was in the beginning became flesh, dwelt among us. We beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father. You see, so, so, so when you get up in the morning, when I get up in the morning and when we begin to think, all right, what have I got to do today? What's on my agenda today? I want, and in my life, and I, you don't have to do it, because guess what? For years I made excuses about it. I'll be honest with you, for years I said, I'll do it sometime during the day. I'll sit down with my Bible sometime during the day. I'm too sleepy in the morning. And then some days it get all the way to the end of the day. I said, I'll do it at night before I go to bed. And then I'm like, right? When I know and understand that the world is screaming at me to agree with them, I know I need to make this opportunity first. So every morning about between 4 and 4.15, I send out that gathering in the Word email. There's some people, Don Thomas, if you're watching, you know I'm talking about you. The minute he gets that email, he texts me. Good morning, preacher. <laughs> Others have texted me right after the email goes out because they know I'm up. I'm not giving you permission. <laughs> Just saying. No way I could answer everybody's texts. But my point is, is that now, and, and, and I, I, I just thank, for instance, John and, and the other pastors for, for pointing out the priority of this, that the first thing that needs to happen when I wake up in the morning is that I spend time with God and in, in his word. Not the dog. Not, not, sorry, man. Not the coffee maker. It's the last thing I do in the day. And I'm going to go ahead and just make you aware of this. Not even the little room that's attached to my bedroom. I get up, sit down at the computer, and the first thing I do is read whatever the text is for the next day's devotional. And I just stop. Okay, okay, God. What does it say? 
Second thing, what does it say to me? Third thing, what am I going to do about it? See, that's the way I approach the Word. What does it say? To me or not? But, but what does it say to me? Now what am I going to do with what God has said? All things in Jesus. And listen to this. This, this is such an incredible description. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of His nature, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. You see, Father, Son, Spirit, God. And, and, and we have the record of what God has done from creation ultimately to glorification. You see? We have the record of what God has done for throughout history. And, and we, we have the, the image of, of Jesus the Son that we can, that we can see and that we can, we can read about and that we can understand what He's accomplished. And then He says, after making purification for sin, after, after dying on the cross, after shedding His blood, after providing for our forgiveness as the, the only Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. <laughs> he was buried and he rose again. And then he sat down the right hand of the majesty on high. So he became superior to the angels. What, what, people go, wait a minute. Oh, no. All right, so he was in glory. He was in humanity, both man and God all at the same time. And then he's back in glory, seated at the right hand of the Father. See, we don't have that option. We go from humanity to glory if we know Jesus. You see? So he became superior to the angels just as the name he inherited is more excellent than theirs so then he goes into this whole thing he quotes a lot Hebrews quotes a lot of Old Testament because it's to the Hebrew people and then he goes into explaining how the angels are not superior to Jesus how there's nothing superior to Jesus and, and, and see the joy that we have is is that he has made purification for sins he died in our place he died for us we have the opportunity to see Jesus. Spiritually, we walk by faith, not by sight. So a couple things I want to share with you. Uh, I noticed this week, well, actually, as I was outlining, as I was getting into this, <clears throat> I, I, I came up with the title, Faith and Discipline, for all the messages this year. And so Jordan began to work on this piece of artwork for the sort of the backdrop for all of this year. And just to be honest, he messed it up. Because the first rendition of this thing said discipline and faith. And I said, no, faith and discipline. So he fixed it, right? He did the faith and the discipline. You know why? Because faith comes first, right? But I didn't pay attention, did I? What did I preach on first? The disciplines, right? I preached on the disciplines first. 
And then I preached on a bad faith example, Solomon. And then I preached on Romans, which explains our faith. And then, and now we're going to spend three months in Hebrews, which is the subject of our faith. And this week I was just, bad pastor. You got the agenda backwards. You preached the priorities in reverse order. So, you can either look at it that way or you can actually look at it like I've always been told. Guess what? We saved the best for last. Right? We're going to spend all the next three months talking about Jesus. Talking about what God's accomplished. Talking about where our faith needs to be. Because Jesus is first. Right? And here's the joy of it. And Cole, I know you're here. Y'all see these flowers? Aren't these pretty? Many of you, some of you uh, know Mary Ann Lane. Mary Ann was the, when, when I was sitting on the side of a hill up in the mountains of North Carolina, pastoring Pisgah Forest Baptist Church, I got a phone call uh, from Mary Ann Lane. She said, we have your resume. Uh, we want to talk to your references. I was like, Okay. And then I got a call about a month or so later said, uh, we've talked to your res- re- references. We want to talk to you. I was like, well, yeah, it's not a good time, but okay, right? I didn't know I'd be here. I didn't know three months later I'd be standing right here. Didn't have any idea, right? Didn't know. But the thing is, is we got to be paying attention to what God's doing. You know, these flowers are beautiful, but the truth is, they don't, they're no real substitute for Marianne. She passed away last Saturday morning, very early. She used to sit at that organ week in and week out, right? Playing organ. But you know what I was able to say yesterday at her funeral up in Selma? North Carolina, which I didn't even know there was one until yesterday, or till this week. Selma, North Carolina, the little Bethany community. I was able to say, you know what? When, when she quit breathing here, guess what? She saw Jesus. The first. The superior. The priority. The one. You see? And, and we get so caught up in agendas... We, we, we get so caught up in priorities, we'll even rearrange the way we're preaching because of something that sounds right to us. Folks, tomorrow morning, guess what? You're going to wake up. You're probably going to follow your routine because it's tough to break them, right? But once sometime in the process of the routine, you're going to go, <sighs> what was it that Bobby preached on yesterday? <laughs> Call it Hebrews. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Shannon. Coffee in the Bible. Hebrews. All right. Here's the point. Here's the point. Jesus is first. Superior Jesus, folks. Start your days with Jesus. End your days with Jesus. Make sure Jesus is a part of everything throughout your day. Okay? We're going to spend next... 12 weeks talking about the book of Hebrews. It's an incredible book.
Read ahead if you want to. All righty? But if you don't know Jesus, can I just tell you, you got to know Jesus to understand it. You can't understand any of the Bible without knowing Jesus. There's scholars and theologians and academicians and the educated elite that sit down and say, well, I can explain it to you. It's just a library of human writings. And If you don't realize that God's the author of all the book, then you're not going to understand what it's about. If you don't know Jesus, you need Jesus. Maybe you know Him. But maybe the world has kind of gotten you distracted from what's important. You can fix that this morning. Maybe you want to be a part of what God's doing here at Gathering. It was real funny. We had a had a lady that was here like four years ago. I had a brief conversation with her one Wednesday night. She contacted Nick this week and says, I want to be baptized. So we baptized her Friday. She'd gone back to Ohio now. But she came Friday and we baptized her. It was very cool. Well, it was actually cool. But anyway, we baptized her Friday. See, Jesus first, y'all. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you for today and for all that you are accomplishing. God, we're blessed. God, help us to be a blessing to others. Help us to acknowledge and recognize, God, that, that you're doing some great things. And that, God, we, we, we need to want to be a part of what you're doing. So, God, if we've got our priorities messed up, I'm just going to ask that you correct our priorities. I've heard the phrase in our culture, God, sometimes we need an attitude adjustment. So, God, you make the adjustment. God, help us put Jesus first in our lives. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.